So beautiful. What a beautiful time it is in God's church when the Holy Spirit blesses you to fill this amazing grace. Thank you for that song, Judy and Kai. That was so blessing. What a wonderful message. I do pray that God would roll back the curtain and let us see where we would be without him in our lives. I think it'll give us more energy, strength, humble us, give us some more uh, motivation to serve him and bless his holy name. We have nothing to complain about. We have so much to thank God for. As I begin this new year of preaching, it's always a struggle for me to deal with a particular theme, particularly when there's an occasion of the world, like the new year, even like Christmas, even Easter. So this past week, I guess, as any preacher would do, I, I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to I preach his word. And, but sometimes, you know, and you may not know how this feels, you just don't know what to say. You don't know where to go. Because I really have so much respect for all of you, and I know that you love Jesus, and I know that you have your own struggles, just like I do. And uh, I want to try to glorify God and comfort you in all of it. So in searching for that, I, I did something uh, that might sound kind of silly at ways, but I think preachers do that sometimes when they realize our desperate need of, of getting uh, a direction for, from God in our lives. Um, maybe we could all be better off to be more desperate from hearing from God's word. I believe that any part of this book is a book that gives us direction of what we need to do in our life, what God has done for us, and what he expects us to do, and where we'll end up when it's all over. I believe this book, anywhere you go, will do that. But this past, uh, past week, I had this experience. I can't say I've ever had it before, but I was sitting there in my study, and I said, you know, what does God say? This is 2022 the 20th chapter of his book. The 20th chapter of the 20th book, the 22nd verse. And so I turned there, and I read that verse, and it just struck my heart as a theme to begin this new year with. I want to ask you to do something. Don't open your Bibles yet. I want you to in a minute, but would you all stand with me? I want to read this verse to you, and I ask God to help us as we proclaim it today. In Jesus' name, to open this calendar year, Proverbs 20, verse 22, and you pray that God would speak to your heart in this verse. Here's what it says. This, by the way, is the Word of God. It is wholly inspired. It is truth, and it will make you free. It will give you something you can't get from anywhere else. I pray that you would believe it with all your heart. And what you don't understand, you trust God with it anyway. But here's what God says. The 20th chapter, the 20th book, the 22nd verse. God says, Say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. May the Lord bless you. Would you sit down with me? I want it entitled, what I want to try to say today and through the next series of services, Worth the Wait. You know, if something's not worth waiting for, it's not worth much. I would be willing to say that 
the reason we have so less happiness in our world today is people don't want to wait for anything. We want it right now. We as parents are bringing up our children to know they don't have to wait for anything. They have everything. Couples get married and they don't have to wait for anything. They haven't waited for sex. They haven't waited for a new car. They haven't waited for a house. They haven't waited for work. They just wade on into it. And they end up wondering where all the happiness went. Happiness is when you're willing to wait on something. And the deal is you got to know what you want to wait for. Wait for God, okay? Now, we can't change anything in our lives. We can't, but God can. God can take those things that we didn't wait for and redeem it. He can restore the years the locust has destroyed. He does that all the time. And I pray that God would help us understand that it's worth the wait. Because waiting is hard work. It's much easier to do something than it is wait. And my friends, in this world, we've tried about everything except waiting. We've been vaccinated, masked. We've had government handouts. We've had uh, everything given to us. And we're still in a big mess. And what we need to understand is God is speaking to us and what God is saying in 2022 is wait on the Lord. Now right here in this verse, it deals with trouble. Don't you think that you're immune to it? I don't care what kind of Christian home you come from. I don't care how much you read the Bible, how many mission trips you've been on, or how much money you've given to charities. I've been willing to say this, and I believe with all my heart, I don't care if you live in in a million-dollar house in Iron Gate or a single-wide mobile home in the ghetto. There's lots of pain behind every door. There is. You're going to have to understand that we're living in a sin-cursed world. We're going to have to understand that only God is the hope that we have. We're going to have to understand that we can't have everything our way and that we're going to have to be understanding that we're going to be done wrong. Things are not going to always work out like we want. But the fact is that God is sovereign. And maybe, just maybe, that dilemma that you're dealing with, that hurt that you have faced, maybe that you didn't even deserve a circumstance you didn't have anything to do with has invaded your life. Maybe, just maybe, God is living that to you or giving that to you so you can learn to wait. Wait on God. Wait on the Lord. Now, I want to look at this first in general, and I want to say three things about waiting because we need to know how to do it. We ask God to help us pray. God teaches us to pray. May God help us say, God, teach me to wait because I don't know how to do it. I know my wife sometimes, I mean, you got to be patient. You know, the other day I was in uh, Longhorns, Penny and I, and we had our meal and we were finished, and it seems like the waiter never come. It seems like she was just ignoring us. You know, I was ready to go. 
I said, what's wrong with that lady? Penny said, remember, just be patient. So finally, she came close enough, and I got her attention. I said, uh, ma'am, would you give us our ticket? She said, sir, somebody's already taken care of it. It's already been paid. Man, I felt about that small. I want you to know that your sin debt has been paid by God. And the salvation you're waiting for is not eternal salvation. Jesus has paid for your sins on the cross of Calvary. Now you can deal with life and struggle and, and fret and murmur and complain if you want to, but, but it's been taken care of. And when we really remember and God lets us roll back that curtain and see where we'd be without his salvation, then we can all be ashamed of ourselves. So God says, wait on salvation. Notice this verse again, I'll read it again. He said, say not thou. You gotta, you gotta listen. You cannot listen to yourself. You have to talk to yourself. Because when you've been wrong in this world and you start listening to yourself, you're gonna wanna take it in your own hands. You wanna deal with it now and you wanna stretch it and change it. But the Bible says, do not do that. Say not thou, I will recompense evil. In other words, you don't need to say, well, God, I'm going to even about this. That guy's done me wrong. I'm going to make it even. Eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth. God says, vengeance is mine. I'll repay, saith the Lord. But notice what he says here, what to wait for. He does not say that we're to wait till God has vengeance on that person on that wrong. What he says is, wait for salvation. Now, salvation is not always eternal in the Bible. Salvation is deliverance. What we need to be is delivered. We need to be protected, and all that is salvation. And you've got to understand that you're God's, and that person, though, that wronged you is God's too. And maybe we just need to wait. Not maybe, we just need to say, God, I want to wait, because that is where my salvation deliverance is. You see, if you're looking at this little preacher and say, well, what kind of vision have you got for the new year? I'm going to tell you what my vision is. My vision is God. It's not some, uh, some agenda or some mission or some, some uh, program. It's God. Because when your vision is God, then you can wait. Okay, the first thing I want to say is when we're waiting, we wait hopefully. Because if you don't have hope, you will not wait. But if you have hope, then you can wait for it. Don't think that your circumstances is a hopeless case. We are dealing with a God that is almighty and overall. We're dealing with a God that can bring beauty out of ashes. We're talking about a God that can, break a, that can bring a relationship that's been broken and make it stronger than ever before. A God that makes, makes crooked places straight. He can do it. You hope in him. I'll tell you, hope is a, like an anchor on a ship that you're out in the boat and tossed with the wind and drifting. Hope is an anchor of your soul. Hebrews 6 says that. 
You settle it with a God right now. Don't you get too far in this new year without believing and trusting God. Because if you're going to hope in God, and you're going to hope in deliverance and salvation, and you're going to do it doubtfully, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. You're going to slur God is what you're going to do. You're going to insult God when you doubt him. And I know you're just like me. I, I, I figure my doubt sometime and I pray that God would forgive me. Because I see things in my life, I just don't see how God can work it out. But I'm going to tell you, don't you listen to that. The devil's way is to discourage us. But we have a God of hope. A God that, that has called us to live for him who died for us. If Jesus can die on the cross for you and me and be buried and stay there three days and rise up again, you tell me what God can't do. We live in a resurrected God, a God that lives forever, a God that knows what you're going through, a God that enables you. So you do not insult God by doubting. You, you hope in God. You Wait for salvation because it is more than worse, worth the wait. It is. I wanted to look at some scriptures with you. Look over at Psalm 62 with me. We're talking about waiting, hopefully. Psalm Division 62, or listen with me as we read these precious verses from God's book. Psalm 62, 1 through 8. I'm going to read those as we look together. It says there, truly, my soul waiteth upon God. See, don't wait upon a particular solution. Hey, wait on God. Are you pursuing something, listen to me now, that God doesn't intend for you to have? See, people can do that. See, you can desire the right thing, too, at the wrong time. So God is seizing us and making us see all things are with the time with God. There's a time and season for every purpose. You will not waste any time waiting on God. You don't have to have it right now. You know, people get married. And they just say, well, you know, I'm not happy single. I just as well not be happy married. But maybe that's not what God has called you to be. I'm going to tell you a single person God can use in more ways than a married person. Because married people have to be obligated to each other as well. See, see we see that when we think we've got to be like everybody else. We're going to go to the party and we're going to have a little glass of wine in our hands or a can of beer because we think that, that by, by doing that, that everybody's going to like us. And all the time, the devil is laughing. And what happens is our hope is in this life and in pleasing people. And we end up getting what we thought we wanted, and when we get it, we start regurgitating it. See, blessed be the God of heaven 
Because God never calls us to, for, to be forgiven that he doesn't also cause us to hate our sin. And sometimes we have to wait for that. Some God, sometimes God will let us get enough of rope to choke us. Psalm 62. What was I reading? I was reading there, wasn't I? Second verse of 62. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. What I want us to be emphasizing here is waiting hopefully. But the object of your wait and your hope is God. Because when you set your heart on God, you get everything else thrown in. Jesus said, seek ye first the righteousness of God and his kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. What we try to do is we want what we want. And then we say, we get it, and then we say, oh, God, bless it, would you? Verse 3, how long will you imagine mischief against a man? Ye shall be slain, all of you, as a bowing wall shall ye be, and as a tottering fence. Listen, if you're going to have bitterness, or if you're going to go around like a whipped dog crawling under the house because somebody has done you wrong, if you're going to have just a pity party the rest of your life, then you're not understanding what God has done for you. Maybe, just maybe, our greatest happiness when we're sick. And we don't even know it. Most of the time we have too much. And so when we have so much, we don't have enough God. What you got to have is more God and less those other things. And when you do, and God sees that that's your hope, God is working it all out, and he's going to protect you. He's going to protect your reputation. He's going to protect every part of your life. He's going to guide you and direct you. And you'll see the fulfillment of God like never before in your life. You'll be happy when you wait on God. They only, in verse 4, cast him down from the excellently. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Verse 5, my soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. That's enough said. You wait on God. Here in Proverbs 20, 22, God is saying, now listen, you've been done wrong, but I'm going to save you. But you're going to wait for it. You see, there's a process to life. You're not going to get everything you want. When you want it, how you want it. Because we got to remember that God is in control. I was sitting there the other morning. It was dark as it could be. I said, when is it going to get daylight? I can't make it get light. I absolutely cannot make it get light. Can you? I have to wait on God, don't you? They say it's going to rain this afternoon. You know what you can do about it? Just let it rain. What you going to do about it? Complain? No, God has a purpose in the rain. God has a purpose in the hurt that he lets in our lives. Because what he's doing, he's making us holy. But do not we sing a hymn that says, take time to be holy. 
Holiness takes time. God is shaping you and molding you to be like Jesus, but he's not going to just put it in a mold and mash a button. It's a process. He's the potter and we're the clay. So wait hopefully. Secondly, wait humbly. See, waiting is not passive. See, waiting is not just sitting there and saying, well, oh God, uh, give us this day our daily bread. And then sit on your front porch all the time and not do a thing thinking somebody's going to bring you bread. That's not going to happen. You wait on God, but you wait prayerfully, hopefully. You want a you New Year's workout agenda? Wait. Wait. You try it sometime. I'll tell you what waiting will do. You want some exercise that will make you more godly? If you want to get serious with following Jesus? See, Peter wanted to follow Jesus, but he wanted to do it his way. He said, Lord, Jesus said, I'm going to die. He said, you're not going to die. What you're going to do, Peter, is deny me. Peter said, not me. And so what happened when he was exposed to that, he was following Jesus just by the experience of it all, and he forgot that what you have to follow God is by faith. And remember, Peter denied him, and God forgave him. And every time we sin, we deny God, but God forgives us when we trust him. Peter wept, and I'm going to tell you what, that was weeping hope. One of the greatest hopes I've seen of Christian in the lives of, of, of people that I know is when they weep, when they sin. We're living in such a callous time that I wonder people worth waiting, they, they sin and it just goes on. God sends COVIDs, problems, wildfires, storms. You would think that it would make us redirect our life. Death and problems. But no, we just want to go with the same old, same old. God forbid. At least when you and I hope today, wait humbly. Can you imagine the audacity of us not waiting for God? Sinners like us, the creator of the universe, who says that all the nations are just like a drop in a bucket. And are we going to be impatient with God? <laughs> Gosh, I can't imagine that. And yet we're guilty of it, all of us. Wait humbly. Know who you're waiting on. I'm going to tell you this, God has waited on us before. Now hasn't he? He sure has this little boy. He waited on me when I was running away from him. You tell me I can't wait on God, you're telling me a lie. Waiting, though, is humbly understanding. We're prayerfully waiting. We're bowing before God in prayer and patience. I'll tell you about that workout. What this business of waiting will do? It will try your faith. You hear me? Waiting will under, give you training in submission. I don't like that either. That's what it'll do. 
waiting to will make the, the, the treasure more precious when it all comes out. Because God will not put a hope in your heart, listen to me now, without having the attention of bringing fulfillment with it. That's how God does it. You rejoice if you have hope today, even if you're in the most downcast state in a hopeless situation. David said in another place, he says, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Hope thou in God. So you wait humbly. It doesn't mean you have indifference. Your heart's heavy, yet. We don't know what we're going to face this year. We're not. We don't. We can't see around the corners, but God can. That's why we're to hope in God. We get in a lot of trouble when we don't wait. Over in Joshua, we find, uh, I believe it's the sixth chapter, uh, the Gibeonites came to Israelites, and Joshua was leading, they said, Look here, we come from a long way off. And they disguised themselves like they were tattered and torn and starving and said, we, we want you to take us into your friends. And, and, they, and Joshua did that. And the reason that happened, and they became enemies to Israel forever. Because the Bible says they sought not the counsel of the Lord. My friends, this year, there is nothing that you will face that you can take for granted that you do not need to pray about. Absolutely nothing. I'm talking about where you go to vacation, who you like, what you do. You pray to God because that's how you wait on God. And we need to take time to do that. Do not try to go to God in prayer and just rush in there and say, God, here's my list of things I want you to do. And rush out, and most of the time, we can't even remember what we ask God for. Isn't it the truth? I mean, I've done it. It's soaringness is all it is. We need to ask God, shake us, oh God, and put the hope in here. Because I'm going to tell you, you parents, children are looking at your life. Church communities are looking at your life and they're wondering where the hope is because if we lose hope or we put hope in something else, we're going away from God. Hope in Him. You got to wait. Thirdly and lastly, wait hard. You got to wait hopefully. You got to wait humbly. You got to wait hard. Now I say God, that's my language on that, but it's something you got to do. If you're going to wait, that's how it comes. Because here's the deal. God is doing more while we're waiting, more benefit to us in our waiting than he does when we get the final product. You hear me? It's the waiting rooms during the surgery where the prayers are offered. 
It's waiting rooms under the burdens as we struggle with addictions and, and problems and hurt and strain and loss. But it's worth the wait. David says, until I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, I've heard thy word. Oh God, what a blessing. Wait hard. Psalm 69, I'm close to it and I'll read it even if, if, even if you don't want to turn there, but here's what it says. Psalm 69, verse 1, Save me, O God, for the waters are come into my soul. Waters in the Bible often mean trouble. You got some trouble in your soul today? You understand that comes from God. Jesus says, in this life she shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer. Have hope. God's going to save you. He says, how does he do that? He says, in this life she shall have tribulation. But he says, God is faithful. That's why we can hope in God. But because God says within, within that struggle, that within that situation with God, he also provides a way of escape. That doesn't mean he's going to turn on the green lights. It doesn't mean that he's going to open every door. Sometimes we just got to sit. Sometimes we just got to wait. You know, I told you the story. I still remember it. When I was a little boy, I got some little chick eggs and I hatched them in my little incubator. I think there were six or eight of them. And three or four of them hatched out. I couldn't wait for the rest of them to hatch out. So I was going to help them. So I started cracking the eggs myself. Yeah, those little bitties were in there. But they were so weak and sickly, they all died. Why? Because God had his in it, even in nature. All the creatures of God have to wait. They wait on God to feed them and water them every day. Every ocean in the world, God has a low tide and a high tide and he wants it to clean every day. Teaches us how to forgive. So as God has in those eggs, when the little chickens are pecking it, they get strength. See, in the struggle that you're going to, God is building your character. Can you wait on God? I think that'd be a good litmus test. Are oh, you really a born-again believer? Can you wait? Wait on God. Who's going to wait on? But you got to wait hard. 69, 1 through 6, save me, O God, for the waters are coming to my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I am coming to deep waters where the floods overflow me. Can I get a witness? I am weary for my crying. My throat is dried. Mine eyes fail while I wait for my God. Waiting is hard even for the most genuine believer. Even Jesus crying out, Lord, can this cup be passed from me, Father? Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That's how we wait. We commit to God and bless his holy name. <clears throat> well, you know, when we think about salvation, we think about God's deliverance. There's not a person in this room that doesn't need it. You might not realize it, but you need it. We do. You're right. But I mean, I'm, I just want to say that this verse is a verse from God, I believe. 
And he says this year, he says this day, say not thou that you're going to get even with that wrong that's done. Whether that's a person, the world, or a situation. But rather, you wait on God. God calls us to do things that are just the opposite of our human nature. Because we want to do it ourselves. But God says, you wait. Because God is doing it. And when it comes, and this has our vision as God, it's not on waiting for what we can do or somebody else can do. It's waiting for what God can do. Because while you're waiting, listen to me now, God is working. <laughs> He's working while you and I are waiting. So you hang in there with God. You will not be disappointed because God will save you. Jesus came to save us and to keep us saved. And what a blessing and joy that ought to be. While we wait, we can rejoice. We can be thankful. We can be patient. We can love one another. We can pray for the conversion of that person that's wronged us. Jesus says that we're to love our enemies. How can you do it? By God's Holy Spirit. Randy can't do it. I cannot tell you how to do it. I can't tell you how to wait. I can say it, but only God can put it in your heart. I want to live with somebody, don't you, that knows how to wait. Impatience destroys relationships. Wait on God. May the Lord bless you in 2022. Would you bow with me? We thank you, Heavenly Father, for waiting on us so long-sufferingly. And we thank you, God, that you could see anything good in us because we simply cannot. We can't even see good in situations that many of us are dealing with. But we're not to go by what we can see, but what we can't see because that's what faith is. We believe that you're a God of hope, Heavenly Father. You're our only hope. We have nowhere else to go. And we're not going to follow you any longer just for your miracles or to feel good. We're going to follow you because you are our vision. We have hope in you, God. Whether it takes one day or whether we don't acknowledge it even this side of heaven, that what you say is going to be. And your strength, oh God, promised as long as we live to hold on and hope in God. Thank you, God, for being our God, for giving us hope. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.